0: Drama on One. Sundays at 8pm. RTA.ie forward
1: slash drama on one. Drama on one.
2: Now, Drama on One presents Tubes, written by renowned Belfast playwright Gary Mitchell. In this black comedy, we meet Titch, a modern young Protestant who's keen to portray his own community and the 12th of July in a more positive light. However, because of the inability or unwillingness of some to cooperate, he soon learns just how dangerous it is to try to do it on their behalf. Listeners are advised that the play contains strong themes and language that some may find offensive. This is Tubes, written by Gary Mitchell.
1: Oh, 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 that light's very bright.
3: We'll have to light the room up so that it looks natural on the internet. Oh, did you learn all this in film school, Titch? Didn't go to film school, Ruby. A university, was it? Nope. Left school at 15. And I'm supposed to interview you, You remember? For my YouTube channel. Billy gave me permission.
1: I left school when I was 12. Back in my day, you had no choice. Education wasn't for everybody, you know. Young ones today, no idea. Are
3: you recording this? No, Ruby. It's not about the good old days. This section is about loyalist bonds and why people follow them. Of
1: course, the good old days we didn't leave school to sit in the house every day waiting to go and collect where dole. Oh no, I left school to go to work. Less school on the Friday, starting the on the Monday. There were seven of us youngest ones didn't have to work. They got to stay on in school because the older ones were bringing enough money and so we could afford it for them. I wasn't so lucky. Nowadays, you think going to school, learning about the world was a hardship I can to a prison sentence. Of course, young ones suck to know everything by the time they're out of nappies, but they don't know a button apart from how to claim a dole.
3: It's not called a the dole these days, Ruby. It's universal credit.
1: Credit used to be something a person earned.
3: I'm ready to begin if you are. I
1: have five grandsons and they are all on the dole. Not a day's work on them. I blame their parents. My daughters have not spoiled. All they do is click their fingers and their stupid mothers run and fetch whatever their wee hearts desire. I never spoiled my children, mind you. No, no. I used to rod whenever it was necessary. And it was necessary a lot. I'm going to
3: press record, Ruby. Are you ready? I was told there'd be cake, but I don't see any. After the interview, Ruby. The cake is after the interview.
1: Why, think I'm going to eat it and do a runner?
3: I haven't done that since the 70s. Here's how it's going to go. I'm going to ask you a few questions, mm. and you just try to answer them as truthfully as you can. What's your policy on swearing? I don't have one. Why would you swear? Well, I won't, unless you want me to. No, just talk normal, please. Fine. Okay. Rolling. What is? Well, nothing is because everything is digital now. It's just a thing people say.
1: I've never heard anybody say it apart from my first husband when I left the handbrake on in his car. He could never prove that was deliberate, by the way. Oh, you should probably cut that part. Billy will be upset if I mention my first husband.
3: I can't cut what I haven't recorded.
1: Oh, good. (laughs) Oh, here. Shout action. Like the old movies and I know have started.
3: Okay. Action. Ruby, Mm -hmm. can you tell us when you first started following the bands on the 12th?
1: I didn't start following the bands on the 12th. I started way before that.
3: It doesn't matter. I'm going to be cutting the questions out so that it's just you talking about your experiences. Okay.
1: My mummy and daddy took me to see the bands in July when I was six years old. Oh no, wait a minute, I'm telling you a lie. I was the first... No lying again. That was our Alice.
3: Just say why. Because we wanted to. Why did you want to? Because of
1: noise. You gonna hear them from miles away. My mama used to say the takes up a hiding under their
3: beds when they hear that. Let me stop you right there, Ruby. I'm trying to present a more positive image of the Protestant community on the 12th of July. Can you try to tell a more positive version of your story, please?
1: Okay. Positive. Got it.
3: In your own time.
1: I could hear the bands playing from miles away and my mummy used to say she was positive the tigs were hiding under their beds.
3: No, no. That's not what I meant.
1: Did you want me to say she's really positive?
3: No, Ruby. It's not about your mummy being positive. It's about us being positive or presenting ourselves in a more positive light. I'm
1: really positive. My mummy What Let have... me stop you
3: again, Ruby. Forget I said positive and... Just tell your story in your own words.
1: Okay. It was 1950 and and the Second Great War had just ended. What are you doing? I'm setting a scene. You ask me when did I first follow the bands and I am trying my best to tell you but you keep
3: interrupting me. Okay. This time I will just let you say whatever you want. I can edit it all later anyway. (coughs)
1: The year was 19 and 50 and I was a beautiful little girl of six year and three month when my daddy told me we were going to see the bands. I was chuffed and so was my mother, who explained that God was a Protestant and that's why it was going to be sunny this July. The takes pray for rain, you know, so that the orange men get soaked, but it never happens. And anyway, when it does, sure a wee drop of rain never hurt anybody. And most of the orange are glad of a little coolness for it can get really warm when you're marching all day. Of course, the Fenians like it when it rains because it saves them from getting a bath
3: <laughs> the tape ran out that <laughs> uh, was lovely
1: yeah, you, do you want to get another our tape love?
3: no no I got enough
1: well, when can we watch it on the TV then?
3: it's not going on TV Ruby huh? it's going on the YouTube channel like I explained <sighs> but listen don't worry about it
1: ok my belly will show me it when you have it all done Touch. will there be more or just what I said there now?
3: more what? More of my stories. How could there be more of your stories? This is the first time I've recorded you.
1: So? No more than what I just said there now.
3: There's cake in the kitchen. Well, is there tea? I can make you tea if you want me to. If you want me to?
1: Is that how you treat your guests, Titch? <laughs> You'll have to up your game if you want me to spread the word to all the girls at Bingo on Friday.
3: Sorry, Ruby, would you like a wee cup of tea?
1: Does the Pope wear a dress and interfere with altar boys Fuck me. <laughs> Look
4: at you. Hey, you. I'm not calling you a Billy. You better not be, Titch. You know what happened the last time you called me names.
3: I have never called you names, Billy. Remember, I explained how I was putting all the balls in the bag.
4: Oh, i The bag I ended up stuffing you into. Yes, that's actually called a ball bag. Well, I've an idea, Titch. Torture Keith about this thing you're on about and leave me out
3: of it. I can't leave you out of it, Billy. Nothing can go ahead without your approval. You're the band leader. It's in the rules.
5: Nobody talks to Billy without going through me. That's also in the rules, Titch.
3: I already explained it all to you. Keith and you said it was okay to make an official approach to Billy. I'm following bomb procedure
5: here. That doesn't sound like something I would say. I'm paraphrasing. The word is paramilitary, Titch, and we all are. I'm not a paramilitary. You just said you were... See, this is what he's like, Billy. I'm trying to explain my idea about YouTube. Right, okay. Spit out this idea so we can knock it on the head and get back to practising. I'm talking about putting the band on the internet, Billy.
3: You don't have to do any work at all. I'll do everything. But I need your permission so that I can
5: build up our social media presence. Did I get a present? Presents? More than one. I'm listening. Psh, don't fall this present thing, Billy. Remember the last time you let Titch run the raffle and he gave the present to that spastic? You're not allowed to say spastic, Keith. I don't remember reading that in the rule book. I'm talking about not
3: being allowed by society. It's offensive. The point of the raffle was to help
5: families coping with disabled children. No, the point of the raffles, Titch, is to raise money for our bond so we can get new uniforms or our instruments fixed.
4: I'm in a society. That's a secret one, Billy. Society in general, I meant. N- not a secret society. You're not supposed to know about things like that. I
3: don't know anything about things like that.
4: Ah, oh, you should keep it that way.
3: Well, who gets the presents, then? There aren't any presents. But you said there was. No, I
5: said presents, as in social media presents, and you thought I said presents. See, this is what I mean, Billy. He says presents twice, and then says I thought he said it, but he didn't say it. Aye, oh, get him out of here. He's doing my head in. Right, let's go
4: pitch.
3: But Billy, I raised a lot of money, and, and you promised to hear any more ideas I had. You bought the new lamb bag drum with some of the money.
4: That's true Keith, was a lot of money. And I do love bashing the fuck out that lambeg drum. <laughs> right, that earns you two more minutes to you go. Thanks Billy.
3: So the idea would be that I would film us all marching and playing our instruments, and then I would post them on YouTube. I want to do interviews and post them too.
5: We would have our own channel and people would be able to subscribe. There better be presents or the whole thing is scrapped. Presents! Really getting on my tits, YouTube. You wanna left home, Billy? I do, Keith. Thanks, mate. Let's go. But but Billy, I-, I haven't finished my idea. You you said two more minutes.
4: Listen, Tits, because I like that drum so much, I'll make you a deal. But this is the last time that I ever want to hear anything about it. Run everything by, Keith, and as long as you don't annoy anybody, go for it. I get the presents, but
0: How long do you want me to drive round for, Jane? It's been 40 minutes already and we haven't seen any sign (gasps) him.
6: There's that wee fucker, Titch. Pull over, Parley. Why? Because he'll have been at practice with him, won't he?
0: But he's not now.
6: He'll know where he went, but pull over here. I can't pull over in the bend, Jane. Why not? Other cars won't stop. Fuck him! Stop a car now! (gasps) Did you do that deliberately? I could have broke my nose. You at stop, so I stopped. And see if I had have, I'd have broke yours next. I thought you had your seatbelt on, Jane. I'm not allowed to wear a belt because of my condition.
0: I thought your condition was only made up so you could get the P.I.P. What the fuck's a P.I.P.? The DLA's called P.I.P. now. Huh?
6: <laughs> Oi! Hey! Come here, wee lad. What can I do
3: for you, big
6: Jen? Do you want slapped, wee lad? Get in.
3: How are you, where is he? Who? 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 Your ma. That's who? My ma's not a he. You said, where is he? Do you want me to bait you good
6: looking? Because I don't know if I have enough time for that. We're looking for Billy Titch. Billy? See if you say Billy who? I swear to God. I wasn't
3: going to say that, Big Jen. Relax. Don't you tell me to relax. I was going to say Big Billy or Wee Billy.
6: Pearly? You better talk to this more because I'm afraid of what I may do to him if I... Where's
0: Billy, Titch? Where's Big Billy, Titch?
3: I haven't seen him, and that's the truth.
0: We know he was at band practice, and we know you were there too, so where is he now? He left. He's pressing my buttons. We know he left, obviously, Titch, but where did he go?
3: He left with Keith.
0: To go where exactly? I don't know. I tried to think if Keith or Big Billy mentioned anything that might help us work out where they might have gone. He didn't go home. And he didn't go to Keith's house. We've already checked them both.
3: Let me think. I was telling Big Billy my idea about building up the band's social media presence with a YouTube channel.
6: What Uh, the fuck are you talking about?
0: He's just trying to remember.
3: They said they didn't have enough time to listen to a full presentation. Because they were in a hurry? Yes. And I assumed he was just in a hurry to get home to Big Jane.
0: You assumed wrong. He's not answering his phone.
3: It's turned off. I know, because I'm the one who showed him how to turn it off. I'm technologically sound, you know. I'm studying electronics and that. Computers and all. Video cameras.
0: Where are you studying all this? Do you go to university or what?
3: Nah, I'm self-taught. I teach myself everything.
6: Try teaching yourself how to answer a simple fucking question! Why did you not turn his phone back on for him? We're not allowed our
3: phones on during practice.
0: Ha <laughs> ha convenient. Why didn't you turn it back on for him after practice then? I
3: probably forgot because he was really concentrating on my presentation. People do say that I am very charismatic.
0: Who says that? Uh,
6: nobody round here knows what that means, so you're fucking lying again. Uh oh, trying to impress Pearlie because you want them dear neckers? Uh, I'm not. Oh, so you don't want them to them then? <gasps> I knew he was gay, Pearlie. Leave him alone. Tell
3: me where Billy is, or phone your dentist and make an emergency appointment. Keith said he would talk him into my YouTube idea over a few pints down at the club. Bingo! Bingo's on Tuesday night, so you're definitely land.
6: <laughs> <laughs> what? What
0: are you laughing at, What?
6: Oh, stop! Oh, stop laughing, my <laughs> What? What? What's so funny?
0: <laughs> Billy's definitely down at the club. Let's go, then! Women aren't allowed in. I am. You were. But remember last week, you got barred for chinning that barman who said you looked like Looked like, like a... what? What did he say? I'm not saying. The point is, we can't go into the club. You'll have to go in for us.
3: Me? Oh, I, I wish I could, but I've got to get home for my dinner. My ma doesn't like me being late. Drive, Pearly. Here, Titch, is it true you videoed
0: Billy's ma? Big Billy's ma, I mean.
3: Yes, but I can't use any of it.
6: <laughs> She's a mean old bitch, to be saying I said that, but
0: nobody's going to say anything to anybody, Jim.
3: That's why I can't use any of the interview.
0: Explain more.
3: She was too mean about...
0: About what? About me? About me? Was she talking about me? No! What did she say about me? Nothing! What were you interviewing her about?
3: I'm filming a series of interviews with members of the older generation so that I can show young people where they really came from and why the Orange Parades and the 12th of July are so important culturally. Oh, I love
6: the 12th, the boating, the parades, the music, the drinking,
3: the party. Sure, what's not to love about it? Like, well, more and more young people are drifting away, and I want to explore the possible societal reasons why.
6: In Queen's English, please.
3: I just think young people are influenced too much by American culture because the internet is dominated by it. And young people are always on their phones or tablets. <gasps> it reminds
6: me. When did I last take my tablets, Pearlie? Two o'clock.
0: You're due two more any time now. Mm. Good. Because
6: this we last year my
0: fucking hearing?
3: You could do an interview, Pearlie.
0: What? Me?
3: But if the kids could see a beautiful, older woman talking about the important elements of Protestant culture, they might be more likely to listen or think about it. <gasps> he called you older, Pearly? I mean older than kids. I should have said grown-up. If the kids could see grown-ups talking...
6: they just click on pictures. So you'd have to get all glammed up for it, Pearly, and then the kids would click on your picture.
3: <gasps> Maybe you
6: should get your babs out? I, I, I don't do that. Don't listen to her titch. Well, you got them out at the Christmas day down in the workies, so why not get them out online and make some money?
3: There's no money to be made. Why do it, then? To build up social awareness of...
6: Ah, shut up. You need to get a plan sorted for when you go into the club, because you can't come back out without Billy.
0: Big Billy. Stop saying that. There is no wee Billy. Uh,
3: There is wee Billy in the band.
0: Well, you know we're talking about Jen's Billy now, so just say Billy from now on, yeah?
3: What if he doesn't come out with me? I mean... Why would he come out with me?
6: I don't know. Think of something. Offer him a blowy down the alley. What way do you normally get men to come out with you?
3: Can you not just ring him?
0: Doesn't have his phone on, remember, Titch?
3: What? Okay. I'll just go in and tell him you're here. I'm
6: fucking sure you won't. You'll just go in and, and tell him there's something going on in the car park and he needs to come out and see it.
3: What, like? Make something
6: up. You're the one everybody says has an imagination, so use it
0: for once. Just ask him to come outside for a fig. We're here.
3: Here, Big Jim, if I can talk Billy into coming out to the car park for you, will you talk him into doing an interview for my YouTube channel?
0: She doesn't know what that means, Titch. I'm not a
6: fucking moron, Pearlie. I know what a YouTube channel is. Sure, my grandkids are never off the fucking... YouTube. You have grandkids? Well, if I don't, then social services are in big trouble for letting me pick those two wee ones up from school every day. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> you don't say that's funny, Purdy. You just laugh. I mean, if you were being attacked, you wouldn't say, that's scary. you just scream.
0: Maybe you should video Big Jen for your channel and she can do jokes and all.
3: No, thank you.
0: Why not? You saying I'm not funny? What'd you say?
3: Sorry, I always talk like that when I'm nervous
6: mm. I will go on your YouTube for you
3: You can't I mean, no thank you It's band members only, I'm afraid
6: But you asked Pearlie to go on it And you interviewed Big Billy's ma I, th-
3: I was joking Of course I'll interview you, Big Jen. It would be a real treat for everybody
6: Aye I'm not getting my babs out, but
3: It's not that sort of thing
4: Right, your round, Keith. Same again for me.
5: I got the last three rounds. Go for four in a row, then. Wait, was that touch? Where? At the door, getting hassled by Norman. Thought he was going home
4: for his dinner. I told you he was a lying we shite. Go and tell Norman not to let him in. Why would it do that when it's his round? No, Keith, he'll do my head in again about that thing that he was on about. I won't let him.
3: I'm a fully paid-up member, Norman. Check the books. Let him in, Norman. It's his round. What do you want
5: to drink, Keith? Harp. Cecil, a pint of harp, please, when you get a moment. Three pints, Cecil. One's for Billy, so get them now. Why three pints? Me, you and Billy. Oh, I'm not drinking. I have to go home from a dinner. And if my ma smells drinking on me... Why are you
3: here, then? In the club, if you're not having a drink? I need to get Molly to go outside.
5: It's freezing outside.
3: Can you help me get him
5: outside, Keith? Please, mate. Why would I do that? Big Jen's out there. You brought Big Jen here. I would not like to be you.
7: Well, she brought me here. Hi. Hi.
5: She made
3: Parley pull the car over and then started asking all these questions. I don't like to say no to her because
5: she's... You're really fucked, kid.
3: You really are. Oh She told me to get into the car. Then she made Pearlie drive to here. And then she told me to come in and get Billy for her. What was I supposed to do? You could have lied, we man. You're supposed to be very good
5: at it. Who says that about me? Everybody. Why? I always tell the truth. You're hilarious. I'll go break the news to Billy. You bring the pants over. Recorded. and jimmy bryson is a loyalist
2: hold on i'm just going to stop you right there mr Nolan.
4: oh
0: i
6: can't wait
1: any longer i'm going in
0: give him a chance he's only been gone five minutes He'll like ours oh, he's probably had to get past norman and all see if he's done a runner out the back i will do him i oh, don't talk like that James. Why? And Mina, I'll go in. Really? Yes. Oh, God.
6: You like Titch? Like you do, don't you, Pearly? I, I feel sorry
0: for him. Well, here, he likes you. Why, everyone likes me. Does my Billy like you? Has he said something to you? Oh, no, he doesn't. Everyone doesn't like me, Jane. I was being funny. Explain to me how that's funny. I didn't say hilarious. Do you want me to go in or what? <gasps> Who's this? Was Keith. A son of a bitch.
6: So he sent him out to tell me to go home. How much do you want to bet? They
5: might be coming to bring us in. Ladies... That's a cold one, isn't it? Why's he sent you out? Where's Titch? Can you give Titch a lift home? We're not going home. Billy's in a very important meeting, Big Jen. He said he'd come to yours straight after
6: And he couldn't come out and tell me that himself? He had to send you?
5: I had to save Titch from a and for trying to interrupt the meeting. That's why you have to take him home. Those men in there don't mess around and they don't like to be disturbed.
0: Send them out.
5: So... You go home and wait on him, Big Jen. He did say to ask you nicely. Oh, and he sent this. Out. What is it? Fifty quid, there. All right, Titch.
3: What's happening, Keith?
0: I'll tell you what, Keith. Tell Billy I said I would take Big Jen home, get her a takeaway, and drop Titch off. But only if he agrees to do one of Titch's interviews for his YouTube channel. What? I can't. Be- I don't- I'll give you five minutes to negotiate with them, and then
5: we're coming in. Now, hold on one minute, Pearly. The clock's ticking. Fuck this. Was this your idea all along, Titch? No, it wasn't. Four and a
0: half minutes left. Keith. Oh, <sighs> Why did
6: you do that? Isn't it obvious?
0: I, I like messing with Keith. Jump in, Titch, son. Fancy equipment, Titch.
3: I spent all my money on it. Every penny I get. I
6: know it's not the equipment you came to say, no. you.
3: <laughs> is
5: Billy definitely coming, Big Jen? Where is Billy, Keith? He's in the car and he's not happy with you. Me? Him. Me? Why? He says him and his ma have been searching all day but they can't find anything on YouTube.
3: What were they looking for?
5: Are you trying to be funny?
0: Do you want me to go out and see what he's doing, Jim? He'll
6: be in in a minute. This is what he's like. This is all just so he can make a big entrance.
3: Seriously, Keith, what were they looking for on YouTube? The video of his ma. What else? The video of his ma, I mean his mum, isn't on YouTube. You said it was. No, I said I couldn't put it on YouTube. Why not? I told you. What was the reason, Titch? She was too offensive. Fuck off! Was she racist? She is racist. She's not a racist. She was being extremely sectarian.
5: And this is the opposite of what I'm trying to do with my YouTube channel. Well, did you ever think that being the opposite of sectarian is the opposite of what we want you to do? The whole
3: point of my channel is to show the 12th in a good
5: light. Being sectarian is showing it in a good
3: light. I'm talking about opening it up to the whole world. Have you ever seen a St. Patrick's Day parade in New York or Boston or anywhere else in America?
5: Why the fuck would it do that?
3: Why would anybody do that? I've seen it. It's huge. It is huge, but it is also very highly thought of by the rest of the world. Not by us.
6: Now, are you going to be saying this to Billy? You have to be careful what way you put things Titch. You know what he's like?
5: Hold on a minute... Why is everybody getting on like Billy is the one in the wrong here? Get him in, Keith. Wait. I think we need to help Titch before we bring Billy in. Here
0: she goes. I'm just saying, I understand what Titch is on about. Are you saying
5: I'm thick? Nobody better say that Billy is thick. I want the 12th of July to be bigger than St. Patrick's Day. That's my point. It is bigger than St. Patrick's Day, you dick. He means in the world. We're in the world. We're one wee,
3: tiny, insignificant part of the world. What did you just say? Get
0: Billy in now! What Titch means is he wants to put people on his YouTube channel in order to show the world how awesome and significant the 12th of July
3: is. And to combat all the bad news and opinions about it. Combat
5: is a word I like. We have to adapt. I adopted two my children. They're from her first marriage. Adapt. Not adopt. Oh, fuck me. He's doing this thing again. What's he doing, Keith? He says a word and then he says he didn't say it, but then he says the exact same word again. Forget adopt. We
3: have to change to improve. We can't improve because... We're so
6: blind a Our
3: image has to improve. People associate the Twelfth with riots and protests and images of the police and the army. Where'd you get this from?
5: Who are these people? He's talking global. He really is. Do you know what global means, Keith? Fuck you, Titch.
6: You're in trouble now. He's going to bring Billy in and he's going to be even more pissed off than he was. Look out and see if his car's still there, Pearly.
3: Do you want to do your interview for my YouTube channel, Big Jim?
6: No, I told you, I don't like the internet, you tube. The car's gone.
3: What do you think he said to Billy?
6: This is all your fault, you weak dick.
3: You could do your interview instead.
6: Let's go, Pearly. I could do an interview for you, Titch. No, you can't, not today, come on. I need you to run me up to his mouse house and then Tesco's.
3: It's Tesco, not
6: tomorrow or any other
3: day. As you can see, on both sides of the road, people are very well-behaved, but also very excited as the first bands of the day approach. As the sounds get louder, the excitement spreads further across the faces of these happy spectators. Titch! Titch!
1: It's Titch! Oh, what?
3: What? What? What's wrong? You need to get out of
0: here. Billy and all are looking for you, and it's not good. What do you mean? His mum has been giving him hell about the video not being online and Keith told him you called her a racist you need to get out of here oh my god there's big Jane. we need to go
4: Keith put some royalist music on it's the mini 12th for fuck's sake
5: you can't get more loyalists than naming your band after her majesty
4: that's not what they did they're called Queen Shut up and put a different tape
5: on. That's a CD, it's not a tape. Tapes went out years ago. Pull over, there's Big Jane. That's unusual. You normally say speed up when you see Big Jim. She's helping us find Titch. Hey love, do you need a ride? I'll slap
6: the... Oh, it's you, Keith? Any luck? Titch promised to buy this lovely wee couple steaks for lunch, but after they did the interview, he lagged it.
5: That's what he does every time. What did I tell you about him, Billy? Shh! Did they say where he legged it?
6: Probably two streets away.
5: He wouldn't have ran onto the falls,
6: would he? No. Sure, Pearly's with him. And she would never go near the falls road.
5: Me neither. Unless it was to the kill Tags. Then I'd be up there in the shot. Jane, jump in.
6: <clears throat> so what are you going to do with Titch when you get him?
5: Is Pearly helping him get away? <laughs>
6: I wouldn't say that, like.
4: Why do you think he's doing this, Jim? I've no idea. So you're saying he interviews people, pretending he's going to put them on YouTube or Facebook or whatever, and then he, he just, what, keeps the videos for his own use? Why would he do
5: that? Twisted. Why does he say a word, and then two seconds later, he says he didn't say that word. He said a different word. And then when you ask him what word he said, he goes and says the exact same word again, just to make a dick out of me seems like an awful lot of work and no reward that I can see I mean he's always been strange like but I never thought he'd be a take lover <laughs> maybe he's given the tapes to the IRA or the DLA for what? I don't know because I can't think the way a twisted person thinks
4: so they know who we are do you think he'd give my mass tape to them?
5: them or the DLA that's the only thing that makes any sense can I shoot him? please? I've always wanted to shoot him I I, I thought you were just going to warn him. No way. Not after him giving Billy's mask details to the IRA. That needs a proper punishing. Has he come round yet? He came round a wee bit. But when I asked him a question, he fell asleep again.
4: You mean he annoyed you so you hit him again? What's the difference? I want him to give me the tape of my mat.
3: There is no tape.
5: How many times do I have to tell you that? Look, I'm not hitting him, even though he was pretending to be asleep. Where's the tape, Titch? Uh, do you want me to hit him now, Billy? No, wait, not yet.
3: I've recorded it on a camera that doesn't use tapes! It uses a live stream to my computer so that I can put it on YouTube instantly!
5: But it didn't put it on YouTube, so it's just sitting on my computer! I can show you the video on my phone.
4: It's on your phone.
5: That's outrageous. We're definitely shooting him now. How do you have it on your phone, Titch? It's not on my phone. Nice. Doing it again. Let me shoot him a wee bit, boy. it's on my cloud, so I can log in and play it on any device. Did you hear that? Please, Billy, he's making a real dick out of us. No,
4: Big Jen's always showing me shit in her phone, and I'm sure she said things like clouds and videos before.
3: Yeah, you, you don't have enough memory on your phone, Billy, so you don't need to store it. Your phone sends it to the cloud and then you can watch it on a computer or any other tablet or any other device you have. Fucking complete gibberish.
4: I'm going to get Big Jen in, just to make sure. No, Billy. There's never been a woman in this room. She knows all about phones and clouds and downloads and shit. Don't double talk. Titch, don't talk to Keith while I'm gone. It's for your own good. No! He's gonna hit me as soon as you go out the door! I'm not! Promise me, Keith. Scout's honour. Just don't talk, Titch. You'll be okay. Two seconds.
5: Here, Titch. What? I was never in the Scouts. Oh
3: fuck! Oh. Oh. Oh.
6: Whoa, 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 whoa. slow down, slow down, you're talking too fast. Oh, this phone has a terrible connection. You should just come home and we can talk face to face, OK? Don't tell me to shut up, Billy, OK? Just come home. What's he wh- saying? He's talking about Titch. Oh, my God, did they find him? Did they find Titch? Shh! OK. OK, wait, listen, I'll have to bring Party with me. She set my phone on all up for me. She knows everything about them. What is it? What's happening? OK. OK, love, OK, right, bye bye-bye.
0: Are you gonna tell me?
5: Use more bleach. I'm sorry, Bully. Honestly, I am. When you were away, he lunged up my gun and I just went off. He was tied up, Keith. But he must have got free somehow.
4: And what? Then shot himself and tied himself up again before he died? For fuck's sake, Keith. He's a fucking slippery bastard that way. Just shut up. I need to get this sorted before the girls get here. Don't let them in. I'm not going to be able to stop Big Jane and I, am I? Not after I asked her to come down. Well, just leave word at the bar that we're not here. I told her to come to the back door and let herself in. Is that wise? Shut the fuck up, Keith.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, the living God. fuck,
4: Billy! Titch attack, Keith.
0: Oh, oh my God. I can't believe you killed Titch. He never did anybody a bit of harm in No, 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 his no, life. no.
4: It wasn't Keith's fault. Look, I told him to untie Titch so that he could show us my Ma's video on his phone. But when we did, Titch
5: suddenly lunged at me and, and Keith panicked. I did. Uh, exactly. I've I had to save Billy. You had to save Billy from Titch.
0: Is that your story?
4: Pearly, careful what you say, love.
0: Why? Don't
6: be threatening my friend, Billy. And you know Pearly was sweet on Titch.
5: Oh, was it? He was an informer. He told us when we were ta- interrogating him. For fuck's sake, Billy!
4: We tried to be as nice and gentle as we could, Jen, but the, the kid wouldn't play
5: ball. You weren't here, Big Jen. He was taunting us the whole time. Come on, shh. Come on, come on. Breathe with me, breathe.
6: That's it. Though. come on, party.
0: Come on, come down. I like. Oh him!
4: Take her home, please, Jen.
0: should you come on
6: later?
4: Soon as I still need you to get my ma's video off his phone. Okay.
6: Come on, Parley. Need to be
5: drink, love? Get me one anyway. Shut up, Keith. <laughs> Sorry. And I, right them at order, the I can't one, believe he's gone. I Trump thought he'd Trump never Trump leave.
0: Jim, I'm not well, talking about Billy. Oh, right. We're still doing that, are we? Are Let me, the interview, cold? Cold? Let me the interview you. In the what the f-, f I'll put it on his YouTube channel. He would have wanted that. Aye, but would anybody else? Party. Think about it Has this whole thing now caused enough trouble? They killed Titch Because they didn't understand what he was trying to do That was an accident Oh come on, Keith hit him Be careful what you say, Pearly love Help me, Jane Do an interview and we can show them what Titch really wanted to do No I I do everything for you We do things for each other Oh really? Name the last three things you did for me I don't keep track Made your lunch, drove you to the post office, weared it and brought you home. That's just today. Do you want big things? I drive you everywhere you want to go even though I lent you money to buy a licence. Well, I didn't want to break the law with a fake one. I wanted to get it properly. I also lent you money for lessons. A hundred times. Do you have a hundred driving lessons, But What about the time I took you on holiday with me? That never happened. We planned it, but then you got back with Billy and took him instead. Well...
6: If I'd well, known we were going to keep score, I would have wrote everything down. But I didn't, because friends don't do that.
0: One interview, what oh, harm would it do?
6: It could get you hurt, Pearlie.
0: And I wouldn't like that. We could do it anonymously. I could blink your face out or keep you in the shadows or get an actor to play. You
6: need to stop talking about this, Pearlie. And you need to stop talking about Titch. And I mean permanently. I like you, so why Billy likes you, dress, you know, the why Do you not I like us? It's really of course I do like Then, do. Like then drop call 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 this whole titch programs, thing stations, and never mention him, him again like Alright, he was a nobody He meant nothing to nobody it, it His highest watch video has seven views and I'm sure we were at least four of them The most likes he ever got for a post was 12 Alright Nobody liked him. Nobody cared about him. He didn't have a girlfriend, he didn't have a mate. And Keith and the boys in the band, they wanted him out. I'm sorry, party. but nobody's going to his funeral and nobody's going to miss him. This time next week, nobody will even remember his name. Muslim, I
0: and will you think that a burka, on benefits, And his mum will
6: Well Make his Mum Your new best friend and see how that works out people? for you But let me ask you something for real Can his mum protect you? The way I have every time you say something that the boys don't like, can't
0: you? Why, why would you say that?
6: Has Billy told you to say this to me? Nobody tells me what to do or what to say. But I am telling you now. I've lived here my entire life, alright? I know how this place works. And I know what happens when people do things they're told not to do. Titch didn't understand that. So are you saying? Don't make me say it out loud, Pearlie. You've lived here your whole life too. So the fact that you feel you can say whatever you like to whoever you like. Should tell you how much I've kept you when safe. It's over. And, uh, we are done talking about this. A, a so, stay here, make some tea, or go to your own house and lock all your doors. It's up to you. To violence, and they come from any I'll let myself violent. out. Sorry, Lorraine, Lorraine, enough, 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 enough. Enough. But thank you for coming on. Pearlie, what? I'm gonna miss
1: you. I call you, I need you, my heart's on-
2: And that was Tubes, written by Gary Mitchell. Eleanor Methven played Ruby. Killian Lenehan played Titch. Gerard McCabe played the part of Billy. The part of Keith was played by Michael Liebman. Kerry Quinn was Big Jen, and Joe Donnelly was Pearlie. Sound design and sound supervision was by Gar Duffy. Tubes by Gary Mitchell was directed by Garetti Slavin.
5: Drama on One.
2: Sundays at 8 pm.
0: RTA.ia forward slash drama on one. Drama on one.
2: And now in the wings, where artists talk about their work and their journey towards performance. Actors Killian Scott, Stephen Hogan, and Morgan C. Jones talk about working on the United States vs. Ulysses by Colin Murphy which will be broadcast next week as part of Drama on One's centenary celebration of the publication in Paris on February the 2nd, 1922, of James Joyce's Ulysses.
8: My name is Killian Scott. My name is Morgan C Jones.
7: My name is Stephen Hogan and I play Morris Ernst in the show. The show is called The US versus Ulysses.
8: That's a big secret. It stands for secret.
9: Well, funnily enough I was actually born Killian Murphy but there was a very delightful man from Cork who who happened to get uh, get to the posts first so I ended up uh, changing it to Killian Scott and I changed the C to a K as well because I I'd identified that outside of Ireland, people tend to pronounce uh, Killian with a C as Cillian, which was something I was personally hoping to avoid. So um, Killian Scott at this stage.
7: <laughs> it's about the obscenity trial that happened in 1933 that was really brought about deliberately by Random House to hopefully get a clearance to publish Ulysses in the States.
8: I predominantly play the part of John Munro Woolsey, the judge presiding over the obscenity case involving Ulysses in 1933.
7: Uh, Specifically, it was about the the graphic uh, sexual content of Molly Bloom. It was a fairly bank-to-right case. I mean, all the defence had to do, the prosecution was to read out Molly Bloom's stuff in court and, you know, there you go, slam dunk. Um, It was going to be obscene. So Morris Ernst had to try and avoid having extracts read out in court. He didn't altogether succeed in that, but uh, he'd already established the precedent in a previous obscenity trial of a book called The Well of Loneliness, by Radcliffe Hall, uh, which was the first kind of iconic um, book on uh, lesbianism the principal characters was a lesbian. And he had won that and established the, the, the point that uh, books should be judged on their effect on adults and not on children, and that literary merit was significant. So he'd established that precedent, and, he, and uh, uh, Random House were hoping to, to kind of move forward on that basis with this trial.
9: So in this play, all the actors were doing a variety of different voices, American characters and Irish characters, and there's characters popping up from Ulysses. But my primary role in this is Sam Coleman, who was prosecuting on the side of the American government. So he was, he was trying to make the argument that Ulysses is certainly obscene and therefore should remain banned in the United States.
8: I've got as far as page 167 twice, and that's the uh, rock on which the ship of my Joycean studies foundered. I was hoping that page 168 would be dirtier, and I just never got that far. Of course I've read Dubliners. Anybody with Dublin in their address should read Dubliners.
7: I've dipped in and out of Ulysses, and this has been a great kind of uh, reminder that there should be no more procrastination and I should uh, go again in it. But I, I've I've done it on radio. I, I did a BBC production of it about uh, ten years ago. And uh, I played numerous roles in that, including Buck Mulligan. Um, That was kind of an epic, an epic call.
8: It's a lot more accessible than Ulysses and indeed acres more accessible than Finnegan's Wake. Um, And one of the things I love most about Dubliners actually is the fact you can walk around town and still see bits of it. You know, I'm fortunate enough on my walk home. To Drumcondra, I can walk through parts of town and I can see the bridge where the urchins take uh, stuff in Dubliners takes place and walking past various houses that are mentioned. So it's it's nice. It's, you know, kind of like, a I suppose, a tour guide for people who want to think they're erudite but aren't.
7: So I was in the uh, BBC production of Ulysses directed by Jeremy Mortimer that that Andrew Scott was in. I think he played Stephen Dedalus and, and Henry Goodman played Bloom. And uh, there was a kind of roll call of, of every Irish actor working in, in London at the time. It was a kind of an epic undertaking. Uh, so I'm, you know, reasonably familiar with it, you could say.
9: This is actually the first experience I've had of, um, of doing a, a play for radio, you know. And the funny thing is, is that the sort of, the last time i was really on stage was to do a stage version of under milkwood by Dylan Thomas which of course is originally a, a radio play but no this was my my first experience um and it's a bit different to some of the experiences i've i've had more recently but uh, i think with the script like this and especially when you're based off a text like ulysses there's such richness and there's so much character in the in the lines and to be able to be so playful in spite of you know, these times and all the restrictions and the actors, we have to be separated somewhat. It's been an amazingly sort of creatively invigorating experience to just play these different voices and to bounce off each other and stuff. I trained
7: at the Royal Scottish Academy of Music and Drama in Glasgow, and uh, it was an amazing place. It was kind of a great civic conservatoire for music and drama. And uh, it was mainly because our creative factory at, at that time and um Graham Mclaren was 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 in my year we were, we were kind of flatmates at one point he he uh, he went on to run the the abbey and uh, so we're, we're we're good mates and did a lot of work together uh, with his company theater Babel and he went on to the run the national theatre of Scotland after that so yeah it was a, it was a great time
9: well how I got into the business was I mean it was freakishly fortunate how I kind of went into the professional side of things um but certainly when I went to UCD, I, I became obsessed and addicted to the drama society. And we were just, you know, one week you're doing Sean Casey, the next week you're doing David Mamet. And we were all writing as well. And and then by the time I kind of got to my finals, I discovered that there was such a thing as an acting school, which was at that point, I didn't realize that actors actually trained. I was so naive um, and I got into a school in London called the Drama Center. Which was one of those schools that was like, it wouldn't have been considered, I think, famous in the way that Rad or Lambda was. But it had actors like Tom Hardy and Michael Fassbender and Colin Firth and, you know, really wonderful actors. But it was also sort of the first method based acting institution in London. So it was fondly nicknamed the Trauma Centre. And one's time there was more like kind of group therapy for two to three years <laughs> and doing ballet classes aside from really anything else. And I was very, very lucky. I, I we were just about to go into our third year of the training and I had sent out a bunch of CVs and headshots, which I'd kind of been doing for a few years. And nothing had written. No one had really bitten, you know, hundreds of these letters and you're kind of no one's responding. And I just sort of thought oh, before I go into the final year of my training, I'll, I'll do that. I'll put out some some feelers and I sent one to Maureen Hughes who at the time I I didn't know I just knew she was a very very significant casting director here in Ireland and Maureen with all the grace of God she responded and she said here listen why don't you come in on Tuesday next week and do an audition for this new show Love Hate which I mean at the time meant nothing to me other than this is a real job and it just it's real and this concept of to be paid to, to act was just such a foreign thing but it was obviously in drama school the thing that you're all working towards but you know for two years I'd all we'd done was exercises in classrooms and so I was eventually I was I was cast as as Tommy in, in Love Hate and in the space of about 10 days went from preparing for third year of drama school to you know being on a set opposite Tom Von Lawler and Aidan Gillen and you know, being um, signed with a wonderful agent in, in London and it was ex- extremely exciting to go so quickly from classroom to sort of a, a professional space.
8: I got into the business predominantly because I did try other things um, in civilian life and I discovered quite quickly I wasn't particularly well suited or any good at them. And uh, I'd always wanted to be involved. My, my dream was always to be a film actor. So the logical way of going about that in Dublin in the 80s because there wasn't really a you know, a drama school or a, a place you could go to. Hi, I'm a film actor. So I, I started out making work for myself as a stand-up comedian and then wound up selling into television and then wound up on stage in straight plays and then eventually got common sense and stopped being a stand-up comedian. And now I just act with my voice and do nice old... Character man
9: parts. I mean, I've had, I've gotten to learn from a few wonderful Irish actors, particularly. I mean, Aidan Gillen, predominantly on Love/Hate. I've done a couple of films with Brandon Gleason, and the kindness of um, Brendan, you know, was just extraordinary and very generous. And even when we had to do a couple of the press bits, you know, I'd be terrified, and still am terrified of such things. And he'd just be a very just a very generous and kind and and loving figure in that kind of environment. Um, you know it's you kind of just you learn from these guys how to sort of exist on a set and in that environment, um, but also you see the kind of professionalism and the ability to deliver under in extraordinary circumstances and under great pressure sometimes.
2: And there you heard the voices of actors Killian Scott, Stephen Hogan and Morgan C. Jones talking about working on the United States versus Ulysses by Colin Murphy, which is next week's Drama on One. You can hear a longer podcast version of this programme on the Drama on One website. And as part of Drama on One's centenary celebration of the publication of James Joyce's Ulysses in Paris on February the 2nd 1922, There'll be a revamped webpage featuring the 1982 RTE complete recording of Ulysses, Fritz Sen and Gerry O'Flaherty's blooming brilliant beginner's guide to the book Reading Ulysses, and 15 stories from Dubliners, as well as Stephen Ray's reading of The Dead, and the RTE player's 1980 production of the play Exiles, plus a treasure trove of other Joycean delights, all on the Drama on One website, rte.ie forward slash drama on one. The series producer of Drama on One is Kevin Reynolds.
5: Drama on One.
2: Sundays at 8 pm. RTA.ie forward slash drama
6: on one. Drama on one.